Hey there, Margie Bryce here bringing you the Krabby Pastor Podcast. And I don't think you're going to be too surprised to know that it's too easy today to become the Krabby Pastor. Our time together will give you food for thought to help you be the ministry leader fully surrendered to God's purposes and living into whatever it takes to get you there and keep you there. So we're talking about sustainability in ministry. Good day, my listening friends here. This is Margie Bryce, host of the Krabby Pastor Podcast, and I have been offering to you through the Advent season, just some shorter devotionals, thoughts, encouragement from the desk of the Krabby Pastor. And today is joy. And you know, if you've listened to this podcast at all, that I'm pretty direct. And I try to be extremely honest. And even though I did at one point work for the PR department and learned to write negative patient outcome instead of dead, (laughs) I, I'm trying not to travel in that space for this podcast and just be brutally honest about things. And so we're at joy this week. And I struggle with this on a regular basis, somewhat courtesy of my temperament. So I have to be, you know, like everything else, intentional about my perspective on joy, but it is pretty challenging these days when you consider things like what's going on internationally and you say, there but by the grace of God go I. I don't know, that seems insufficient when you look at a lot of the brutality that is going on. I mean, it's just a matter of I was born in a different spot on the planet. And that seems insufficient at times as well on a very honest Note, and I'm going to take a moment of personal privilege about this. My niece's little boy is five, and he was having some issues with uh, walking, some nausea, different things. And to make a long, too long story short, he basically has a brain tumor. He's five. He has a brain tumor. And the tumor is located right smack dab in the middle of his head. Now, most of the time, these types of things have a very high cure rate, as long as you can operate and remove them. That is not the case for this. So, you know, I've struggled with where to file this. I mean, he's five. So this is kind of a a personal thing for me. and, And where do you find joy in the midst of that when there are parents who are really struggling really struggling right now, my nieces and her husband, you know, of course they would be. So as ministry leaders, you know, we're all trained and educated and all that whatnot. (laughs) And then real life kind of smacks you upside the head and you go, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, my theodicy, my theology of suffering and pain comes into play here. And we say things like, um, This planet is not what God had in mind, and we connect it to the fall, right? This is what we do. And from there, we say, you know, you've got to travel through the pain with Jesus. And 
And there's, there is a lot to be said for that. There really is, because more and more, the planet is looking a little more and more messed up. And, and I, don't, I don't think that's because I'm getting older. I think maybe I have the contrast of what things were like a while back compared to the craziness today. And so um, where do we find joy? And how do we get to joy? As if it's a destination, you know? which it's not. I mean, we say that happiness is about the circumstances and what's going on around us. And certainly you can't be happy every single day. I mean, I have a couple friends, though, <laughs> that seem to be sunny side up all the time. And I, I would have loved to have had that gene, but I, I really don't have that gene exactly. I wished I did. But, you know, there's value in all of us. Let me just say that. So joy goes beyond our circumstances. That's, that is what we say. There is a piece, and I know I've circulated it through the Self-Care and Sustainability Facebook group and my personal Facebook group, well, not group, but page, I guess, about Mary and Eve. There's a picture of the two women there, and, and Mary is with child and Eve, you know, has this look of embarrassment on her and the snake looks like it's at least dead or something. And, but Mary went through a lot. You know, Mary uh, entered into this. Mary got asked, you know, will you whatever, or at least she answered as if, may it be to me as you have said. That's an opting in to what was what was going on there. I want to be your servant. And certainly there is great joy in being the Lord's servant. But then also, you know, like a few days in when they're taking the baby Jesus to the temple there, and, you know, she runs into Simeon who says, you know, your, your heart's going to be pierced with a sword. Now, that does not sound joyful to me at all. And if you fast forward, you know, to, to the seasons like Lent and Easter, you know, we know that this was not a pretty picture. And Mary was still mom. And where is joy in all of that? You know, many churches are challenged right now. And, and I'm, you know, struggling, You're, you know, especially the smaller churches because it's more obvious that you're struggling. You know, you can have a church of 10,000, and if after COVID you only have 5,000, well, okay. You know, you can still chug along, but it's a little different, a little more obvious in the smaller uh, church ranks. And so where is joy in all of this? And I guess what I want to say to you today is that even... Uh, through any personal issues or international issues that are going on or national issues. There's always nuttiness there as well. You know, I don't know how I would function without Jesus, really. And that is where my joy comes from, is just knowing that I would not want to be. I struggle sometimes doing it with Jesus, <laughs> to be brutally honest about it. Um, but I just can't fathom doing life without Jesus. 
So, you know, our concept of struggle quite often wants to just snuff out the joy, right? Um, Going through a struggle with Jesus is what actually brings joy. And it, it may not be, it may not happen while you are like going through it. Because nobody volunteers for that. I don't volunteer for that. Even though I know that at the end of the day, I'm going to come out on the other end different and usually better and better in my resiliency and in peace. I just keep thinking that the more you go through stuff in life, that the more you have the opportunity to learn and ask that question, certainly ask that question while you're going through the nonsense of, you know, where are you in this, Jesus? What do you want me to learn from this? But you're not going to necessarily love it while you're going through it. Just reflect and remember on the fact that you would not want to be going through this without Jesus. And, you know, as ministry leaders, that really gives us pause to consider the masses who are going through lots of nuttiness and stuff without Jesus. That should urge us to want to share Jesus more and more. And and certainly we can't do the solid gold presentation of, you know, you accept Jesus and then life is going to be just perfect after that. We don't want to oversell the reality of life on planet Earth. We don't want to do that. But certainly we do want to offer Jesus to the to the people that are limping along alone and who don't have hope, who don't have the sense of peace that passes understanding, who don't have a sense that they are loved massively by the Lord God Most High, and definitely those who have no concept of joy, uh, no concept of, you know, it, it's not very joyful to walk through something alone. And, and sometimes you need people with skin on to come around you, those who who know Christ and can offer uh, that kind of support. I know that in, in my life, the people that led me to Christ walked with me through stuff, and they were there. You know, they incarnated for me. You know, they were there as if they were Jesus walking with me, just a reminder that I wasn't alone. So, you know, you don't necessarily love it while you're going through it. But, but when you're on the other side of it and you reflect back, we can see then exactly how faithful Jesus was to us. So sometimes it's, it's where we're standing in the, in the muck and the maher, if we're right in the middle of it, you know, we can have hope that Jesus is going to do what, what Scripture tells us, make something good out of this muck and mire that we're standing in because it doesn't make any sense to us in that particular moment. But knowing as, as Christians, we know that Jesus is with us, walking with us through it. And we may not see until we're on the other side of it just how faithful Jesus was to us. Or another mechanism that we can use is to remind ourselves as well as the people that we lead that Jesus is with us. Jesus does not leave us nor forsake us. 
and we can have great confidence in that. That's our opportunity to remind people of those things. So when you're asking where is Jesus, and that's a question that we need to have ourselves ask the Lord God Most High, where are you in this? I don't see you in this, but I can now reflect back on other times in my life when I was in the muck and mire and just slogging through, and I can reflect back on those instances when God was indeed faithful and know that that something's coming. Something is coming. And that is what stirs our hearts and can give us great joy. It is my privilege to continue to serve you, and I'm here for you. I continue to advocate for healthy self-care, for you to love yourself that way, and I want to wish you great joy in this Christmas season. Let me pray over you. Lord Jesus, we are grateful and we are thankful that you know that you see, and that you care deeply what we are going through. Whether there are issues in our ministry settings, whether there are issues also or in our personal lives, we know that you are there. And Lord, we confess to you that there are times when it doesn't feel like it. And Lord, you know how we are, you know that occasionally we are functioning according to our five senses, what we see, hear, smell, taste, and all of that. But Lord, infuse us by the power of the Holy Spirit to see beyond our five senses and to be enlivened by the Holy Spirit so that we can be your people, so that we can be a light in this dark world. Lord, let us not be dim bulbs here, but grant us a strong sense of joy and purpose as we seek to be your people and to draw others unto you. And we pray this in the mighty name of Jesus and in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hey friends, the Krabby Pastor podcast is sponsored by Bryce Artglass and you can find that on Facebook. I make stained glass. That's part of my self-care. And also by Bryce Coaching, where I coach ministry leaders and business leaders. And so the funds that I generate from coaching and from making stained glass is what is supporting this podcast. And I will have opportunities for you to be a part of sponsoring me. And as always, you can do the uh, buy me a cup of coffee thing in the, um, in the show notes, but I will have some other ways that you can be a part of getting the word out about the importance of healthy self-care for ministry leaders. Hey, thanks for listening. It is my deep desire and passion to champion issues of sustainability in ministry and 
for your life. So I'm here to help. I stepped back from pastoral ministry and I feel called to help ministry leaders uh, create and cultivate sustainability in their lives so that they can go the distance with God and whatever plans that God has for you. I would love to help. I would consider it an honor. And in all things, make sure you connect to these sustainability practices, you know, so that you don't become the crabby pastor. <laughs>